Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. In these verses, Paul calls God's people to live wisely, making the most of every opportunity that the Lord gives us. Why is this important? And, and we're told, because the days are evil. The days are growing evil. Um, you know, we're not used to really talking that way. Um, most of us don't go around saying, wow, this was sure an evil day, or, um, or boy, you should have seen this past Wednesday. Wow, it was just wicked. You know, we don't talk that way. But that's really what we're all facing. The evil world around us. And, and the devil is hard at work against God's people. Trying to make them fall. Trying to trip them up. Trying to get them focused on other things. He wants us to forget that the days are evil. He wants to forget us to forget why we've been placed here. And... As God's people, we, we can't do that. Each day, while we may start out with a desire to put God first, bring Him all the, the glory and honor that, that He's due, yet that doesn't always happen. We, we desire to do this, to live for Him and put Him first, but again, we can so easily get sidetracked by so many different things. Every day the devil tempts us to put ourselves first. He, te- he tempts us to, put our, uh, to use our, our gifts and talents selfishly for ourselves rather than use them to build up the body and, and to be an encouragement to others. Satan knows how to distract us. You see, the devil doesn't want us living for Jesus. He doesn't want us doing the king's business. He doesn't want us to be engaged in the harvest. He doesn't want us to be a a strong, united church. He doesn't want any of those things. He wants us to be weak and fractured with walls dividing us. And and when we allow that to happen, our our witness um, becomes very dim. um, Because everything we do needs to point to him. And, And everything we do as a church needs to point to him. And uh, it's so easy to allow things like um, TV and hobbies and um, sports and, and you fill in the blanks. So many things to, to distract us, to get us to focus on other things. You know, those things aren't necessarily wrong, but it's when we put too much emphasis on them. When, when they become more important than our relationship with God, then we know we've got to make some changes in our lives because... What we're, we're doing is just not healthy. John Maxwell's book, Developing, Developing the Leader Within You, he quotes a, a fellow from the Middle East, and, and listen to what this man said. I was a radical when I was young, and my prayer to God was, Lord, give me the energy to change the world. I think we can all identify with that. We're all, we were all that way when we were younger. As I approached middle age and realized that my life was half gone without my having changed a single soul, I changed my prayer to, Lord, give me the grace to change those I come in contact with. If it's just my family and friends, that's okay. But may I have an influence on someone 
Now that I am an old man and realize that my days are numbered, I have begun to see how foolish I have been. My prayer now is, Lord, give me the grace to change myself and to put you first. And he concludes, if I had prayed that right from the very beginning, he says he doesn't think he would have wasted so many years of his life because by focusing on the Lord, he would have had the Lord's agenda and he would have been focused on doing the Lord's will. And I think we can all identify that to to some degree. Um, it, It is easy to get sidetracked. You know, when you're young and you're raising a family, you're, you're just so busy um, trying to get ahead, trying to provide, trying to take care of your kids. When you get a little bit older, you think the problems will go away and they just get worse when our kids become teenagers and they're in college and our, our work is just starting out and we, we just have to keep being faithful. You know, keep putting the Lord first and, and, and trying to um, allow the Lord to use us in their lives. And that means knowing what to say and what not to say and praying for wisdom all the time. At least I find that. And then later in our lives, um, it's so easy to become complacent. Um, It's so easy to get older and, and, and get to a point where you say, you know what, the next generation, they can take care of things. And, you know, I've done my part. And that's true. That's totally true. And the next generation does need to step up. But yet, our work's not done, is it? We need to be faithful right to the very end. Um, I I know I was visiting with Joyce this past week, and she posed that same question to me. She goes, Pastor, why am I still here? She goes, I I prayed the Lord would take me years ago. Why am I still here? And I says, Joyce, it's simple. God's not done with you yet. Your work is not done. And, And she goes, but what can I do? I can't even get out of the house. And I says, but look at the influence you are on your children. Look at the influence you are on, on relatives and friends. And I says, it, it makes a big difference. And I says, and more than anything, you can pray. You have the time to pray, and, and so many of us, we struggle with that. And I said, just be faithful until the Lord calls you home. And she had that smile on her face, you know, but still, it's, it's not an easy thing. You know, since we can't take time, We can't save time like you can uh, save money. We either have to use it or we lose it. Now, you may not fit into any of these categories, but sociologists, they they say generally, generally when people are about 70 years old, which is very young yet. I got in trouble one time of saying that 70 was old. Very, very young. This is how they say that we've spent most of our time, uh, a 70-year-old. 23 years of your life, will be spent sleeping, 11 years of your life watching television. That one's kind of sad, isn't it? 11 years for some people. If you're a Christian, you will have spent one year of your life in church. Men will spend two years of their lives getting ready to go somewhere. Ladies, you will have spent 19 years <laughs> getting ready to go somewhere. It's not coming from me. This, is just, this, was, this was the study, okay? Okay, it depends on what ladies, yes. Yes, Donnell, you're right. You're right, sure. Um, six of your, years of your life will, will be spent traveling somewhere. Every day, we're, we're, we're called to make choices about how we use our time. We can either glorify God with it, 
Or we can fall into the temptation of squandering our time. And that's so easy to do. Um, any of you who know anything about Facebook, you planned on just checking your, your messages real quick and half hour later you're still sitting there, right? It can happen so easily. We have to be careful. We have to make sure that everything we do, how we spend our time, it's all for God's glory. It's so easy to think, well, tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll have the time. Tomorrow I'll get to this. Tomorrow I'll get serious about my faith. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And all of a sudden you find yourself much older and you think, where did all those years go? What happened? Was I faithful? Did I do what the Lord called me to do? And that's something we, a question we all have to, uh, to answer. It's so easy to forget what time it is. We forget that every minute that we've been given is on loan to us from God. Every single minute. It's His. And so are you tithing your time to the Lord? Are you tithing your time? And even more than that, are you using all your time to bring God glory and honor? It's my prayer as we enter this new year that not only will God, not only will you and I remember what time it is and, and, and put God first, but you will also make some needed changes in your life. And, and for some of you, put some holy habits in place. It's not too late to become a man or a woman of prayer. It's not too late to become a man or woman of, of God's word and, and make it an important part of your life. We have to get beyond doing things because we feel obligated, because that's what you're supposed to do. And it needs to be done because we want to grow in our faith. We want to grow in our relationship with the Lord. And the only way you're going to get to know Jesus better is by spending time with him. Just like if you want to get to know a friend, you've got to spend time. You've got to pick up the phone. You've got to call. You've got to write a letter. It's the same way with, with Christ. And he's written letters to us, and, and he's always waiting there for us when we pray. But is it important for us? to spend that time with, with him. While you can't control the length of your life, you do have a lot to say about its width and its depth, right? We don't know how long we're going to live. But while we are here, boy, there's so much we can do. And so what is God calling you to do? Don't let another day go by where you're not using your gifts and talents for, for God's glory. Using your time, your, your talents, your um, temple, um, and put God first. Romans 13, 11 and 12 says, The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when, it, when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Through the help of the Holy Spirit, may we make the Lord... Lord, of every minute, of every hour, of every day, may we put him first. We're going to be singing King of Kings. It'll be up on the screen.